comes best. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. A coronavirus vaccine is on the way in the U.S. Health officials predict FDA approval for Pfizer's shot as early as today. HHS Secretary Alex Azar tells ABC... We could be seeing people getting vaccinated Monday, Tuesday of next week. Nursing home residents and health care professionals will be inoculated first. Correspondent Cammie McCormick checked in with some of them. Miami pulmonologist Ari Simmet says he's ready. I will definitely get in line and take the vaccine. Kentucky's health care commissioner Stephen Stack admits there are a lot of unknowns. How long will the protection last? How big is the protection? How well does it protect against any of us transmitting disease? And should you get the vaccine if you've had COVID-19? ER Dr. Robert Stanton thinks so. What we're seeing, especially with minor cases or the asymptomatic COVID positives, is they aren't building a long-lasting immune response. Even with all the questions, Chicago Dr. Robert Citrenberg thinks it brings hope. This is an incredible landmark. The fact that this vaccine was able to be developed in such a short period of time is one of the great scientific achievements of our time. The pandemic is becoming more dire by the day. Idaho Governor Brad Little. COVID-19 was the number one cause of death in Idaho in November. Hospitals overwhelmed. Mississippi State Health Officer has just announced intensive care units in his state are full. All elective surgeries are being postponed. Pennsylvania is closing all gyms, theaters, and casinos for three weeks. A celebration turns to tragedy north of Searchlight, Nevada. Police say five bicyclists were killed, three others injured, when they were hit by a box truck. Michael Anderson was part of the group toasting a member who was retiring. It's the worst thing I could ever see in my life. Trying to contact their families and even know how to say it to them. State Highway Patrol does not believe the truck driver was impaired. Fewer people are driving and flying during the pandemic. CBS's Lisa Mateo says it's had a positive impact on the climate. A new study reveals carbon dioxide emissions are down 7% this year worldwide, the biggest drop ever. In the U.S., that number fell to 12%. From Hollywood. <laughs> from Disney. Harrison Ford will reprise his role as Indiana Jones in a fifth movie. Why don't you? No. Do you? Ford is 78 now. He was 39 when Raiders of the Lost Ark premiered. The new movie is scheduled for release in July of 2022. S&P futures are down 22. Dow futures are off 140. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. Visit Boot Barn for quality gifts this holiday. Area boots are known for performance and comfort. Area boots are enhanced with modern technology features that provide the comfort and support of a high-performance athletic shoe. It still offers the functionality and durability of the iconic cowboy boot, which is ideal for working cowboys and rodeo athletes. For the next generation gift this holiday, carry it at Boot Barn. Unwrap the West. Dell Technologies end of year sale is the perfect time to upgrade tech for your business. Save big on the latest computers powered by Intel Core processors for your small business. And don't forget to shop servers, storage, and thousands of top brand electronics, all with free shipping. Call a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech for your business needs at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. <laughs> The first round of U.S. Space Force enlistees has graduated at Joint Base San Antonio. KENSTV's Erica Zucco. Alongside hundreds of Air Force graduates, seven young Americans made history as the first U.S. Space Force enlistees to graduate. Among them, Elijah Engelby from Colorado Springs, who grew up in a military family. I've always wanted to serve my whole life. But was stunned to find out he'd be doing this. To be a part of this history. The branch plans to protect U.S. satellites, monitor space activity, and conduct any defense or war fighting operations the military deems essential. Banksy is at it again in Bristol, England. The world's most famous street artist has covered the side of a home with a stencil of a woman sneezing her dentures out as she drops her cane and her handbag. It's called a chew. Locals have covered the piece with clear acrylic to preserve it. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. 
I think for older people, I think they really need to understand that this product will give you the energy that you need to sustain throughout a day. Right now, I uh, I just can't hardly make it through the day if I don't start my day. I'm taking three of each every day. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a flag waver for the product. I believe in it. I know it's helping me. I feel uh, I'm more um, satisfied that I've got my energy level for the day. And you know, for the last two weeks, I've been working over at my mom's house to get it ready to sell. It's just unbelievable. I guarantee you, if you saw me compared to the rest of the guys that are 74. Yeah. You think them boys is ready for the uh, uh, couch, and I'm I'm going strong all day long and have been for quite some time now. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code FRUITS. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, it's almost a cinch you want. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. Hi folks, Bruce right now with Right Now Auto Group. It's time to close the book on 2020. Right now, our auto group has a novel way to help you do just that. So before you start booking any engagements for 2021, start this next chapter of your life with a visit to Right Now Auto Group in New Lexington. Enjoy browsing our inventory. At Right Now Auto Group, you'll find new vehicles from Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and a great selection of used vehicles. We can match anyone's price on new vehicles, experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call 740-342-5146 for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in New Lex, or see all the cars at RideNowAuto.com. This is Bruce Ridenour with Ridenour Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. The Athens Messenger provides interesting local news, keeps you entertained and informed, but what else? It empowers you by providing information to make the best possible decisions about life, community, and government issues. It supports democracy by providing facts to make informed decisions and keeps transparency in our community. It keeps the First Amendment alive. The Athens Messenger, your local trusted news source. Not a subscriber? Visit our website at AthensMessenger.com or call 740 592 6612 extension 1 to subscribe. The better than any alarm post morning workout reward gets you through the this could have been an email meeting meal is yours at McDonald's. Mix and match two of your breakfast favorites, like the crispy chicken biscuit, crispy chicken McGriddles, or sausage McMuffin with egg for just $4. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. barely walked in the studio and heard our theme busy busy morning already
chairs bouncing. I was, uh, you know, everybody's, in today's world, these chairs, uh, you know, you adjust it to your own personal height and weight and width, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, good morning. Yabba dabba do. That's a Friday, folks. Yabba dabba do. Scott's here as well. Good morning. Good morning. Well, let's see here. Golly, I really got surprised. I I, I thought it was about five minutes. Um, I thought I had five minutes to go to get prepared in here. But uh, all of a sudden I walked in and the theme's running. So I uh, was on, on my way back. And then I saw you out in the foyer there. Mm. Thought, well, he's ready for a yabba dabba do. Today they say it's going to get up to sixty-one degrees. Isn't nice. That, that's uh, you know maybe even sixty-three. You just never know. Um, I'll take it. Just calm winds. Um, just a beautiful day, I guess. Tonight forty-two. That that's not too bad either. I think it was 31 or 29 or something like that this morning when yeah. I got up. We're showing 34 at the moment here on Columbus Road. But the sun is beautiful, and uh, it's going to make things much nicer today. Now, tomorrow the temperature's not too bad, but guess what? Rain. That's right, particularly in the afternoon, 70% chance of that. So, um, if you have plans to do yard work or decorating or anything like that, you probably ought to, uh, I mean outdoors, uh, you probably need to uh, try to do it Saturday morning. All right, well, good morning. Um, let's see, I'll set that over here. Wait a minute, what's behind it? Oh, okay. Like I said, I got in here about four or five minutes later than normal, and everything's not uh, arranged like I'm accustomed to. Anyway, today is Friday. It's December 11th. We're down to 20 days left in this calendar year of 2020, and what a year it's been. I mean, we will look back for years and talk about the COVID year. And, of course, COVID's not going to be done next year, but it's going to be um, brought under far more control. And I think 2020 will be the year we really think of it. Yeah, I think so. Um, much of our news this morning deals with COVID, of course. Yeah. FDA considering approving the Pfizer vaccine. But our highlight in history uh, here today, they say, <clears throat> the year 1936, when on December 11th, Britain's King Edward VIII abdicated the throne so he could marry American divorcee Wallace Warfield Simpson. His brother, Prince Albert, became King George VI. Wallace Warfield Simpson. She was an American socialite and wife of the Duke of Windsor. As you mentioned there, their intention to marry and her status as a divorcee caused a constitutional crisis that led to Edward's abdication. Do we have a picture of this woman? We do. She grew up in Baltimore. You know those Baltimore chicks, I swear. I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I married one, um, <laughs> Pat, um, and I say that in complete jest. Of course. Um, do we have this picture? I, I need to see it. Can't make it out that far away or oh, whatever. Anyway, I can bring it closer. No, it wasn't. Um, Let's see if I can find a larger one here. This 
what I could see wasn't stunning. There you go. There's a larger one right there. Oh, not bad, I guess. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> For a Baltimore chick, huh? Is that what you mean by not bad? <laughs> I guess. No, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. I, I meant, know you didn't. <laughs> just messing around with me, aren't oh, you? Oh, of course. We're just right. messing around. Let's see here. On this date, Indiana became a state back in 1816. The 19th state it became. Um, ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum. In 1844, the first experimental use of an inhaled anesthetic in dentistry took place. The doc was Horace Wells, Hartford, Hartford Connecticut. So uh, he, he was using nitrous oxide. Isn't that still used today? In in a sense, yes. And um, evidently, Dr. Wells was having a problem with one of his own teeth. And it needed to be extracted. So he got one of his comrades, another dentist that he worked with, to... Do this experiment on him. To gas him up. Yeah. And it was successful. <laughs> and then as Scott mentioned, that uh, that process has been used a number of times since. Hundreds, thousands. Have All you right. had it? Have you, have you had it at a dentist? I've had something, but I don't think it was a... I don't remember a, uh, a, a gas. A laughing gas? I don't remember anything like that. I believe it was uh, simply a numbing injection or yeah, something like that. That's what I always get to. I tried the the gas one time and uh, yeah, it wasn't too favorable of a of a uh, visit that time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't like it too well. I had uh, three wisdom teeth removed in one setting. And they would have taken the fourth, except that um, the way it was structured in my mouth, they thought it might affect my voice. I, I know that's a little odd, but they that's my recollection of the reason. But they're now saying, you know, that, that one probably ought to come out. So they're going to do that someday soon. Yeah, so you'll have... Less wisdom when they extract that. Well, that's been happening for years. So, <laughs> um, what can I say? Well, you got an excuse now. So, hey, hey, I can't help it. I can use that. You know, Dennis took that out, and here's what happens. Huh. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but sure. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, let's see here. That's the lack, the the wisdom thing there. <laughs> Think of things if like. If I that. had all my wisdom teeth, I would have thought of that. Maybe thing. I okay. don't know. How many do you have, Scott? Zero. Okay, that tells me something. That's right. That should tell you a lot, <laughs> right there. That tells me very little. Okay. <laughs> that I can tell very little. Okay. I had all four of them done at once. I said I don't want to do this two and two. Let's just do it all at once. Yeah. Shoot the works. You know, in dentistry, of course, the uh, the practice has changed uh, over the years, as it should, as all medical practices do. It used to be your, your dentist could remove this and that. And while they still can, they now prefer that a dental surgeon do it, right? Yeah. And... Um, Anyway. Yeah, so there, there's my excuse that I, I can use, too. I have no wisdom teeth, therefore. No wisdom. They correct? Yeah. And I, mine, the three that were removed were removed by um, a well-known local dentist before we had a dental surgeon in the region. That was a long time ago. Anyway. <laughs> Golly, we're way off here. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Birthdays. Rita Moreno, 89. David Gates of Bread, 80. 
Donna, Donna Mills, the actress, um, 80. She was in Knott's Landing, I mm -hmm. believe. Max Bacchus, a former senator. He's from Montana, as I recall, 79. John Kerry, our former Secretary of State, 77 today. Brenda Lee, the singer, 76 today. Tony Brown, a music producer, 74. Actress Terry Garr, right? 73. Susan Seidelman, the um, well-known movie director, 69. Bess Armstrong, an, an actress, or actress, I should say, 67. Jermaine Jackson, 66. Jackson 5, right? Yes. Daryl Jones from the Rolling Stones is uh, 59. Jeez, he's a young pup compared to the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ben Browder, actor, 58. I ran into a whole bunch I don't know. Okay, let's just skip to the end. The youngest person listed today, um, I believe, is a woman, actress, Haley Steinfeld, who's 24. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome. Let's see here. Let's do the historical stuff a little bit more. Um, in 1620, on this date, the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Bay. Now, remember, it was traditionally said Plymouth Rock, but it was Plymouth Bay. They came ashore in Massachusetts. Seventeen ninety two Francis King Louis the let's see here sixteenth, uh, I think. XVI. Mm-hmm. Goes on trial, accused of high treason and crimes against the state. Nineteen thirteen, Mona Lisa recovered two years after it was stolen from the Louvre Museum. I bet there's a story there. Actually, there is a story um, where it was found uh, a couple years later, uh, later mm -hmm. and uh, let's see, I think it was made into a film in 1931, and uh, it has been stolen once, but it has been vandalized many times, stolen on August 21st, what? 1911 by an employee. You know, why would someone vandalize a piece of art? I, I, yeah. I mean, first of all, we all can kind of picture in our head what the Mona Lisa looks like, the painting. And it is a remarkable piece. And, you know, that, that look that she, was on her face and the details of her hands and just everything. And... Uh, why would anyone desire to tear it up or mess it up? Yeah. Now, stealing it, I mean, that makes more sense because the thing's worth so much money. Uh, you know, and someone could figure out some way to leverage it and um, try to get some money for returning it in good order. I don't know. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it was apparently stolen by an Italian handyman uh, who had, had run-ins with the law before. And uh, he said he did it for a patriotic reason. He wanted to bring the painting back for display in Italy after it was stolen by Napoleon. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've forgotten about that part. 
Well, anyway, that's gone. 1931, the statue of Westminster gives complete legislative independence to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland, and Newfoundland, not part then not then part of Canada. Statues, the statute of Westminster. 1936, Edward the Eighth. I am, I am. <laughs> I'm Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth, I am. I am, I am. I am. Okay. <laughs> Got married to the widow next door. <laughs> Let's stop. Um, <laughs> anyway, that guy announces in a radio broadcast that he is abdicating the British throne in order to marry Wallace Simpson. Okay, so here, is that the same one we just... Yes, oh. it is. Okay. I thought we had two kings that had done that, and then I realized, no, I think this only happened once, so this has to be the same we talked about earlier. Okay, UNICEF was established in 1946. I remember that rather well. Not the initial date, but I mean, as early as I can be a child and with a memory, UNICEF was a big deal. Still is. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at these birthdays here. Okay, where do I begin? So, Alexander Solzhenitsyn um, was born on this date in 1918. He died in 2008. Now, he looks like kind of an actor or two that I recognize. Yeah, he was a Russian novelist, philosopher, historian, short story writer, political prisoner. Solzhenitsyn was an outspoken critic of the Soviet Union and communism and helped to raise global awareness of the Soviet gulag forced labor camp system. Okay. And books he has written, uh, One Day in the Life, Cancer Ward in the First Circle, August of 1914. Not sure I have heard of any of those. One Day in the Life of Ivan Denisovich. Well, let's move on. Um, the next person um, uh, was long before him, Leo Ten. Leo X, I assume that's a Roman numeral. T-I-N? Ten. Leo the Tenth? That's, I'm guessing. Okay. Born in 1475, died in 1521. Pope Leo the Tenth. Oh, a pope. Okay. Yeah. Ruler of the Papal States from 1513 until 1521 of his death. <clears throat> He was born into the prominent political and banking Medici family of Florence. Annie Jump Cannon. Born in this date in 1863, died in 1941. She was an American astronomer whose cataloging work was instrumental in the development of contemporary stellar classification. Nice picture of her here. Uh, I think the last famous birthday we have um, to look into here is that of uh, Robert Koch, or Koch, K-O-C-H. Um, he was a German physician and microbiologist as one of the main founders of modern bacteriology. Wow. He identified the specific causative agents of tuberculosis and cholera. Cholera, I guess it is. Yeah. Not cholera, cholera. He was born on this date in 1843, died in 1910. Now, two famous deaths we have. One is that of Betty Page. Born in 
1923, died in 2008. This means nothing to me, unless maybe your description will. Betty P-A-G-E? Mm-hmm. And the Betty is I-E. Ah, that makes a difference. Two T's. Betty Page. Here we go. Betty May Page. Well, she's got some nice pictures, too. Yeah, but I mean, I don't... She was an American model who gained fame in the 1950s for her pinup photos. Often referred to as the queen of pinups, her shoulder to armpit length, jet black hair, blue eyes, and trademark bangs have influenced artists for generations. Rabbi Schenker. Ah, yes. Lived from 1920 to 2012. Died on this date in 2012. Rabbi Shankar, whose name is often preceded by the title Pandit, was an Indian sitar virtuoso and composer. He was the best-known proponent of the sitar in the second half of the 20th century and influenced many other musicians around the world. His children include Nora Jones, interesting, entertainer, singer. I have some recordings of his, and his principal instrument was that of the sitar, um, which is very complicated, peculiar instrument. I think of Indian from India, rather. Yeah, it's a very wide neck on the guitar. A very long type of guitar as well. Very long neck on it. Well, let's see here. Let me uh, go back in here and pull our COVID report. Okay. By the way, uh, we want to remind people that Listeners at the Ohio State-Michigan football game for tomorrow has been canceled, as well as the Kent State-Ohio Bobcats football game. But didn't Ohio State pick up another game? No. Okay, so now they're down. That's right. Now they've changed the rules and said, even though you've only played five, we're going to let you play in the, the, um, the big one. The championship game, yeah. Okay. They will play Northwestern. I believe it's on... The 19th, a Saturday, it's going to be on the regular Fox channel, but I don't think there's been a time set yet for that. No makeup game for the Bobcats. Their football season is done. So unless uh, a bowl comes calling, that is the finishing up of the Bobcat football season for 2020. Lots of uh, I I anticipate some bowls being canceled. Obviously, some have been canceled already. Well, so. you know, we each year about this time we talk about how many bowls there oh, are. Oh mercy! And it's so saturated. Last year weren't there like sixty? Uh, there were there's forty two actually. Forty two. Yeah, so that's that's well, eighty four teams that get a bowl game out of. 126 D1 teams. It just has gotten way out of scale. Yeah. Proportion, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's always fun to have one more game. But... Each year, I say, I can see both sides of it. You know, it's a reward for the players, coaching staff, to get a trip to bowl game. Some players will visit a city that they've never seen before, that they may never have been able to see had it not been for college athletics. Uh, they get nice gift bags. They get really nice gift bags in the uh, final four games of the college football playoffs. But, you know, it's it's a strain on athletic budgets. And the really the only teams that benefit financially from this 
are the are the ones that play in the big bowl games. Right. You know, like the right. and the, these schools that say they break even on these trips. That, that's creative accounting right there because rarely do they ever break even. Which I've also spoken out that if the if the bowls want these schools to come play, then they need to step up and support these schools a little more financially to ease that strain on athletic departments. Well, anyway, um, chances are um, this year will be a big, big, quite a bit different. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now, the as far as it stands right now, the college football playoff is still in play. Top four teams, college football teams, which are Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State, as it stands. Folks, let me update you on the uh, COVID thing. I, yes. I hope it doesn't uh, bother you that we do this almost daily. Okay, so in Athens County, and most of these figures are as of 2 o'clock yesterday. Okay. Athens County now has... 2,502 cases, 2,500 cases, since this all began, which was March 12th. Uh, How many were new yesterday? 29. How many total active ones are there in our county? 645. How many of those are in the hospital? 102. Which also means there's 543 recovering at their homes. People that have already recovered out of that 2,502, the number is 1,851. You know, we had two deaths early on. We had two additional deaths, oh, two months ago. And we had two this week. So we have had, in Athens County, six deaths. So, the state of Ohio. Uh, March 1st, so they, they, it was 12 days earlier than Athens County that they had their first case. The state of Ohio now has had 11,000, I'm sorry, that's, no, 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 this, the state of, of Ohio has now had a half a million cases, the exact number, 531,850. 531,850 people have had it in the state of Ohio. Of those, 32% are still active. That is to say, 170,542 are active. Of the 170, 5,090 are in ICU, 26,052 are in a hospital, but not an ICU, excuse me, there are 132,102 recovering at their homes, and Now, we have had 361,308 that are considered recovered. How many deaths in the state of Ohio since this all began? 7,298. Okay. New cases yesterday, 
11,738. Now, that's that's a number that people worry about because it's been like 7,000, 8,000, 7,000. But here, uh, the last few days, there's been some up and downs, but some big numbers, 11,738. Now, let's say Ohio had the same model as the state of Ohio. I think we can be proud that um, we've had 2,502 cases. If we were like the rest of the state, we would have had 3,230 cases. That is to say, 718 more cases than we currently do. So, once in a while, you need something to say good. Yeah. Good about. So, um, turn around. Turn around. Okay. I just slapped him on the back. <laughs> well done. That's the first time you've ever done that. Thank you. <laughs> I will always remember that moment in time. <laughs> live, live radio. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the nation. <clears throat> in the case of the United States, where in Ohio it started March 1st, it started uh, February 5th, um, in the U.S. Uh, as of yesterday, they've had a total of 15,907,929 cases. So just a little less than 5% of our nation's population have had it, 4.79%. Now, how many were new cases just yesterday? 189,808. Deaths. Um, we've exceeded the 300,000 mark. And I think I failed to put that number in here. But this, I think this information is now two days old. But the number I have here is 298,172. So 298,172 people in the United States have died as the result of COVID. But the, the, if my figure were actually of yesterday's, it was just over 300,000. Active cases, okay? We've had 15,009 15 that have had it, but right now, 6,335,477 are active. Do the math, folks. That means there's nine thousand two. I'm sorry, nine million two hundred and fifty-four thousand two hundred and eighty people that have recovered. Now you know there was a lot of talk earlier about how um, this somehow or other was. <clears throat> Came out of Wuhan, China, right? Yeah. And some of our governmental leaders blamed them and so on. I, I don't know if... I don't know how much of what was said was accurate or not. Yeah, I think from but, what I've saw, seen, there's pretty good evidence of that. But um, it started worldwide... 
November 19th, 2019. So, about 13 months ago. Worldwide, we have 70 million cases that have occurred. I'll call it 70 and a half million cases. Presently, 19, almost, almost 20 million are active cases. 49 million are recovered. The deaths now stand at 1.5, well, almost 1.6 million people. Twelve thousand three hundred eighty-seven died just yesterday. So that's that's the report I've been keeping daily for quite some time. Yeah, I'm looking at a map of Ohio, and there are right now five counties at the purple level. Mm-hmm. 78 red counties, including Athens County as one of them. And uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five counties orange, level two. Okay, I, sorry, was distracted with my cell phone. That's okay. Five counties in purple, which is a level four, just right below the highest level. And 78 in red, including Athens County. Which is the middle level. Yeah, level three. Yeah. And then there are one, two, three, four, five orange counties. Three of those counties are in southeast Ohio, Hocking, Vinton, and mm-hmm. Gallia County mm-hmm. at orange. So, wow. I, I noticed, too, another note that Ohio public schools saw the largest increase in COVID cases yesterday than there has been. So, with that, uh, we had a note from Trimble Local Schools that they're closed today because of a spike in COVID cases. Uh, But they also wanted us to report that all extracurricular activities will still be on this afternoon and this evening, which includes their boys basketball game tonight, which, incidentally, will be aired on our sister station, Power 105. Right. So, a big uh, surge in COVID cases in Ohio public schools. A new record for most coronavirus cases reported in a one-week period. Well, <clears throat> that leads us into the next point. The FDA advisory panel has now given the green light to proceed with the Pfizer vaccine. They'll be doing similar things in the next few days regarding the other companies that are also out there with vaccines. Um, Probably today will be the final go, do it sort of thing. The thumbs up. Uh, The blessing of these experts means the agency will likely okay the vaccine's use, paving the way for healthcare workers to begin getting shots next week. Let's see, on a different matter but related, numb and heartbroken, the U.S. confronts record virus deaths. By the way, I'm working from the New York Times right now. Uh, For the first time, the United States reported more than 3,000 coronavirus deaths in a single day. I think I talked about the fact that my figure was low by... Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But with cases still rising, experts warn the worst is yet to come. 
there's um there's a, a movement going on this has nothing to do with these the previous topics but there's a movement underway to from an agricultural point of view uh, try to be more friendly to topics as global warming and things like that and I'm trying to get an expert to come in and talk to us about this well not come in but be, be by telephone yeah uh, folks I'm sure you've noticed uh, we normally do have our guests in the studio but with the uh, the COVID precautions uh, to fairness for us, fairness for them. Uh, we have um, uh, chosen to do virtually all of our interviews virtually. <laughs> that is to say via telephone or something like that. So let's see here. Tuesday. Caitlin, what's her last name? She's the new editor of the Athens Messenger. Oh, Thorne? Yes. Yeah. Caitlin Thorne will be joining us. Good. And um, <clears throat> she's an interesting gal. And um, so Caitlin Thorne will be joining us Tuesday of next week. Okay. I see a, an article here saying that California's redwoods, sequoias, Joshua trees, you know, these trees that define the American West, as well as nature's resilience through the ages, well, uh, these wildfires have really hurt them this year. And then there's some concerns about Again, this topic of global warming and things like that. So many items today. Oh, mercy. Look at what time it is. Just moving right along, isn't it? It is seven minutes before 10 o'clock. We, um, we should do art turf at you least. You know it. You know it. Just so that you folks out there can shake your heads in disbelief. Yes, and not be of a void all weekend long with no art turf. Okay. <laughs> I-N-E-P-G. Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. We're here on the campus at Inept Tech as Coach Art Turf and his football team getting ready for their first game of the season, a, a road game, and I see you're loading up all of the... All right, bring them back over here. All of the equipment and all of the players Put coming out. In the back. Getting ready to head to the airport, I guess. Uh, getting the front seat. For that trip to Oklahoma, that's quite a ways out there, Coach. Uh, what do you have, a uh, commercial flight, or are you going to fly charter? Man, them bags is heavy, and... You know, I'm going to pretend I didn't even hear that flight commercial, flight charter shoot. We're not loading up to go to the airport. We're loading up to go to Oklahoma. What, uh, what is your means of transportation? This is a very yeah, unusual. This is it right here. You probably never have seen nothing like this before. I haven't, Cole. What is that? Well, this is, uh, this is what you call your 1937 Packard. You know, there's a story that goes with that back to the time I first started coaching here at NAF Tech. Back in 1937, President of the University gave us this real nice 1937 Packard to make all of our road trips in. He said, Coach, just as soon as you first win your first ball game, then we're going to provide you a nice airplane where you can go to all your road ball games in. And, of course, we're still rolling around that 1937 Packard. Well, Coach, it seems like that this is uh, 
uh, done you well over the years, and uh, you do plan to use it again this year on the road. Well, we've uh, put a few miles on this rascal. We've put a few tires on. We've got a real fine driver that gets us to all of our places. Uh, wrong way, Rackman. You know, he didn't have enough athletic ability to make the ball team. Seemed like he picked up a fumble and then run 73 yards for a safety one ball game. We couldn't have that. We can't We can't give our opponents points in ball games. That's just like giving them away. So we made him our driver, and he gets us to the places we want to go to most of the time. You don't carry all of your players in this one vehicle, do you? No, well, some of them ride in the back seat, some of them ride up in the top, and of course, Needles, he rides on the running board. And we'll be back to see Coach Turf and the Oysters off to Oklahoma right after we pause for this message. And uh, courtesy of Larry Conrath Realty. Well, we're back on campus with Coach Mark Turf as Oklahoma State in the first All right, ball game. Let's go. Here it goes. Coach, it looks like a flat tire. Well, it is a flat tire. Looks like we may have to make this road ball game a home ball game. interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Whoops, and we didn't turn our mics on. We'll make this a home ball game. Okay. Couldn't get that Packard rolling. And this is December 11th. Did I tell you that? It's also National Noodle Ring Day. SpaghettiOs is the first thing I thought of. National App Day. Those of you that have cell phones and stuff, which is everybody anymore, right? <laughs> Pretty much. And National Salesperson Day. Oh, come all ye faithful. Unmistakably, Stan Kenton style. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH FM. 
CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The president tweeted this morning, get the damn vaccines out now. The FDA is expected to do just that and approve Pfizer's vaccine as early as today. Health Secretary Alex Azar tells ABC inoculations for health care workers and nursing home residents could begin Monday. We're looking at 20 million Americans being vaccinated just in the next coming weeks, up to 50 million total by the end of January. Most still not expected to have access to vaccines until late spring. The number of Americans Americans who died in the U.S. has topped the number killed fighting in World War II. In Florida, Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava will begin enforcing a citywide curfew. We are up against the wall here. And given what we have in our toolbox, we must, must have full cooperation with all of the precautions that we know work. Health officials in Mississippi say there's no more room in ICUs. Researchers at the University of Colorado are studying a possible coronavirus detection test that's as plain as the nose on your face. KCNC-TV's Sean Boyd. Biochemistry professor Roy Parker admits he was skeptical that a kid-level scratch-and-sniff test could 